Welcome to Optimus Prime Time, more than meets your ears. My name is Craig Mahoney. With me, as always, is my co-host and friend, Justin Murray. Justin, how the heck are you? Oh, just delightful. How's everybody doing after a nice week off? Hey, yes, <laughs> and an unintentional week off for those. And I think we actually do have some some steady listeners right now. And I we want to apologize if you tuned in last Tuesday. We didn't get an episode. Uh, that is entirely my fault. I'll take the hit because it was my fault because we recorded two. We recorded Fire on the Mountain and War of the Dinobots. And I was uh, extremely tired and uh, also hung over and stupidly assumed <laughs> that Skype was just uh Skype was just automatically recording. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Craig pulled the old uh, hot ride trying to help out Optimus. You know, he's uh, trying to pitch in there and ended up fucking the whole thing up. Um, that's okay, though. Craig, this is uh, this is recording, right? This isn't just for your personal a, creepy collection, right? Yes, this is recording. So it's interesting because okay. now we're, we're basically we're going to be talking about Fire on the Mountain again a week after we already did a whole episode on it. And uh, yeah, I don't sure. know. I don't Rather know if go- this will make it better because we'll maybe get to some things that we forgot or didn't mention, or if it's just, uh, or if we're just going to end up breezing through it because it's the second time we did. Yeah, that's the thing. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be one of the other folks. It's either going to be like a lot of, <laughs> a lot of going over big details, or it's going to be getting into weird shit that like no one would get into because we already talked about this. <laughs> but uh, and honestly, on my end, I might be mess, I might be mixing it up with another episode occasionally because it's been a little while. <laughs> But I did, I did rewatch. I actually rewatched the wrong episode first, and then I rewatched most of the other episodes. So I do remember this is uh, one of my favorite ones, of course, because it's another Skyfire episode. Um, one of the only Skyfire focused episodes. I think maybe the last one. I know he's he's definitely in some more, but this might be the last like featured appearance of Skyfire. Um, pretty awesome yeah. episode. Starts off with the. Also, by the way, my favorite thing about this episode is it really drives home my love of the Seekers. Like. We're finally getting a little bit of different characterization out of them. They're not all the exact same person. Um, even this is the only, only one miscoloring in this episode, too, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> and it's odd because it's actually a Skyfire colored as Skywarp. Yeah, it's mm. actually a pretty a pretty terrible <laughs> mistake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how they got that. Uh, oh, and but then yeah. also they do uh, they do uh, Skywarp Sky as Thundercracker when he's really supposed to be shitting on Thundercracker. So it's incredibly confusing. Because they're like, hey, Skywarp, you're a charge. He's like, yeah, fuck you, Thundercracker, but he's Thundercracker. So you're like, whoa. We, what's we get some very salty Seekers. A lot of infighting. Oh, yeah. A lot of, a lot of salty Seekers. That's a good way to put it. Uh, and a limp yeah, penis gun. So let's get right into it. Yeah. Uh, before we do, we just want to mention everybody that we are on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify and Google Play Podcasts. And uh, please rate and review us on iTunes if you're following, if you're listening along. And uh, tell your friends. And also follow us on Instagram at OPT Podcasts where you can check out uh, you know, some memes and some of my Transformers art and follow the links and you can purchase some of that or some T-shirt designs. I'm working on some new stuff now, hoping in the next two weeks, hoping in the next two weeks to have a lot of stuff done as far as uh, nice. just general Transformers stuff, but not just for the art and the design, but also a little bit extra stuff as far as the podcast goes and you know, just making things a little more uh, I guess, polished and professional and whatnot. So... Uh, but thank you, because I, I, we do have uh, we I, I know for a fact we actually do have some listeners. So uh, friend, a friend oh, yeah. of mine, Rob, who on Facebook, who I went to grammar school with many, many when this was originally on the air, <laughs> and he, he commented that he's been listening. Enjoy. So thank you, Rob, for that. And uh, Fernando, who I met at the Target in the Bronx, <laughs> in the toy okay, aisle. Fernando. 
Fernando definitely isn't listening because you told him it would be out on fucking Tuesday and it wasn't. So he's like, fuck this guy. He's probably trying to sell me a timeshare or some shit. Like he's never... <laughs> but Fernando in Washington Heights, if you are listening, it was good talking to you. It was good meeting you. And I hope. And also, Donnie, the Don the Bouncer at uh, the Bronx Draft House, uh, around, right around the corner from Yankee oh, Stadium. Yeah. Big Transformers guy. Uh, I don't know if he's listening oh, yeah, or not. Dude. I made him aware of the podcast, but, and all of you who are regulars, please, uh, you know, feel free to follow us on, uh, you know, comment on Facebook or Instagram. Um, just be nice, be nice. Cause if you're going to be dicks, Justin and I are the type of guys who'll be dicks back and we don't want that. Yeah, that is true. We're both like <laughs> kind of mentally unbalanced in that way. It's, uh, it's unfortunate. Um, it's not convenient for me or Craig. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. I'm is... the type of guy, like I literally need to get up. Like if I see something like that, like I need to do, you know, you, where you, count to 10 and take a breath before you reply with something stupid like i need to get i, I get up and pace around the room you know i'm because i want to yeah I, i'm like the uh you know sean connery in the untouchables where he's talking about the chicago way he's like you know you, they send one of ours to the hospital you send one of theirs to the morgue you know it's very much yeah, the way i instantly react to negative comments on the internet yeah i've gotten better i can always I can always tell like Craig Mahoney comment where you didn't take five. <laughs> I can always tell when you like didn't take a minute <laughs> to get yourself together. It's usually like right into threats. You're like, wow, he's done. This, the argument is just done. There's no argument anymore. It's just... <laughs> it just went Kaiser Soze and burned the whole village to the ground. <laughs> yeah. We've seen each other do that a good amount of times. Anyway, um, I'm getting yes. a lot better. I'm getting a lot better, especially yeah, as I, I feel like things- I am too. Well, yeah, we were both getting older, obviously, but also yeah, as I'm doing more things where I'm dealing with the public and I'm not just a stand-up comic anymore. Because when you're just a comedian, that's all you're doing. You don't give a shit, and you'll happily just like fuck you, assholes, or whatever. But when yeah, you're the guy that like is doing this Transformers podcast, and now I'm doing like some Disney artwork, and I'm doing not specifically for Disney, but just you know dealing with different fan bases, and I'm outside like Yankee Stadium doing paintings of different Yankees every game, and you know like I gotta be careful, like I can't just like just post stuff like you know fuck jesus christ you know necessarily because <laughs> i need people yeah. to buy shit <laughs> i think any stand-up comedy uh, when it's your your main gig definitely makes you pretty defensive it's like because you know you're used yeah. to your primary like uh job is like sitting in front of people who are scrutinizing everything you're saying so like every time in the outside world someone's like hey can i get that fuck you man like it's just way too <laughs> precisely why i left comedy the last two years i was like boy am i mad all the time and everybody like jesus christ <laughs> But anyway, we should get into this episode, guys. Fire in the Mountain. Amazing Fire episode. on the Mountain. Episode uh, uh, nine? Is that this is episode nine? I think so, yeah. It starts off right Fire in the Fire on the Mountain. starts off yes. in like the middle of something. It's weird. There's no setup. It's just uh, a trailbreaker. Are, yeah. uh, are on a crime spree. Where they're, just, they're going to steal steel. As, and Braun has a lot, oh, of, uh, God, has a lot of fun with the wordplay on that. Uh, steel stealers and i mean steel he just keeps saying it but that did let me know that i could probably chop off the audio and have braun saying the Steelers are awesome or something like that i could probably make that happen which is great oh, yeah. but yeah he's, he's in this pun he does this pun three separate times in about two minutes because he keeps bringing it back and by the way not one laugh from trailbreaker not fucking one he's like i get it we get it dude stop <laughs> bringing it up but um yeah it's uh, thundercracker and skywarp are flying towards uh, to go steal some steel, uh, they, thank God, do not indulge in the pun. Uh, but all we know so far is they need some strong steel. Uh, and then uh, the first thing Thundercracker says is, like, well, this shitty American steel isn't going to work. And then uh, Starscream literally says it'll work because I say it'll work. So Starscream is an alcoholic dad. He's like, you shut your mouth. It'll work just fine because I say it will. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> Pretty so much. Then, uh, oh, go ahead. 
Yeah, it's weird. And I don't know. It's, it's it's so convenient that apparently like Trailbreakers and Braun are just driving around and then happen to <laughs> happen upon uh, yeah. two seekers just about to steal. Yeah, some they're just shit. on patrol or whatever. And you know what's weird is that this is a big Braun episode, but it's it, yeah. it, at the beginning it gives us Braun and Trailbreaker, and then it's Braun and Windcharger. Like they they mix them up a little. I just I yeah. just find it odd that it's not just like it's not just like a Braun and Windcharger episode, but but it is a Braun episode. Yeah, it is weird. Braun, and Skyfire. Yeah, it's strange because uh, Trailbreaker's out of the episode after that first few minutes for whatever reason. They have the little inter- interlude and that's it. Yeah. He played his part. You know, and I was thinking about this when I was rewatching this earlier today. Is we, we do get a lot more into the Decepticon personalities because there there are so few of them. So there's always, you uh-huh. know, Megatron, Starscream and the Seekers and Soundwave and, and Rumble and Ravage. And you really get to know them because there's not a whole lot of them that they can play, they can go to. Whereas the Autobots, there that, are so many that there seems to be a yeah. lot of great ones that don't get, you know, don't nearly get a lot of player screen time. Like, you know, like we, we see a little bit of, uh, you know, Windcharger in this. So Windcharger and Braun are great together, but you don't really get a whole lot of them oh, yeah. throughout the series. And, no, uh, a lot of the legends are like that, too. And also yeah. to your point, man, like, like there is there, the Decepticons are, are pretty much admittedly stronger, right? Um, they're all uh, much bigger, except for Reflector. Yeah. All the all the Decepticons are pretty big. They don't have the Bronze and the Wind Chargers there. They will later on, but right now yeah. there's really no small Decepticons. So out of everybody on there, like they're all pretty badass. So they're all like, yeah. oh, you know, I don't take any shit. From this guy, there's only ten of us. You know what I mean? Like I got yeah. fourteen tapes in my chest. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's funny because it's a it's a bit of a prelude to the movie when they all fight in uh, Astro Chain, and then everyone has a pretty good ex- good reason for why they should be leader. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like. Yeah. It reminds me of that. It's like everyone in their own mind and the Decepticons is like a pretty bad motherfucker. Um, also, I do love this episode for uh, Starscream's weird missile chest, which I think – was that on the toys? The weird missile thing where he flips up and like shoots missiles out of his chest? I don't think so. I don't think it was, man. It's just random, yeah. It's oh, very this, uh, it's very Macross. Yes. Yeah, so this episode, of course, uh, probably most ne- memorable for – the first time we, we see some really – questionable uh ethnic characterization of a yeah. of a of a non-white uh sort of indigenous people and where they just uh-huh. do the thing that happened a lot in the 80s where they're just like just for cartoons we're just gonna make up well it's some sort of ancient people so we'll just make up some sort of they had legends like this right yeah whatever sure crystal of power yeah. why not then a temple it's a thing that incans would do yeah sure we, we're not gonna sure, look at Incans, yeah we're not gonna do research <laughs> no not at all and then you're right like everyone it is it is a bunch of people with like super bad teeth except for one really smoking hot girl everyone else is piss ugly and yeah it is just like it's also a weird little like they have that weird little like 30 second explanation where they show the hot girl talking to the old man about what's going on and then he's like it's so great because she's like oh it's the old gods and then she's like the old gods are gone and i'm like wow that's (laughs) that's harsh the ancient gods are history forget it (laughs) yeah i was like wow then yeah (laughs) tear down that temple then if you're so fucking cynical about it you know jesus uh, but yeah, that she's like, well, someone discovered their crystal of power. So uh, I don't know how. I guess Megatron got on like Transformers Wikipedia, and there's some crystal of power in this temple in uh, Peru, maybe. I don't know where the fuck the Incans were. Uh, somewhere in South America. They're, they're, uh, they're in the Andes. They're in Peru. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So. Uh, well, they could be. And then Ar- it's it's very similar to the it's very similar to the uh, crystal of power in the Jetfire episode, the first one, because that's the same thing where it's a crystal that's attached to the core of the Earth. And this one is the same one. 
They detach it from the core of the Earth. He gives it. He gives the crystal to Starscream to throw into the cannon, um, and then he immediately is like, "I hope you didn't fuck up the steel." So like, even a seven-year-old watching the show is like, "Well, he obviously fucked up the steel because they brought it up like seven times." But he throws it in there. Um, everything looks fine, and then they cut away to the satellite that the uh, that Optimus wants to send out just to spy on the Decepticons. Apparently, he just sends out a satellite that finds a Decepticon because he does it. He like, doesn't. Well, they're know. probably doing something. They they don't know why that he's like he's like so puzzling. Why would they? Why would they rob all this steel? What what we've seen the Decepticons yeah. literally build like a new starship, a space bridge, all sorts oh, yeah. of stuff, all sort of things that they would use building materials for. Oh yeah, and then like, last Optimus is Optimus is steel. Yeah, Optimus is flummoxed as to what these Decepticons would possibly yeah, he want. No, <laughs> he has no idea. They're always just stealing power. Um, yeah. So he sends out a satellite, which is like his version of Laserbeak, but this doesn't transform anything. It does kind of imply he just got a regular human satellite. <laughs> he was like, "Could I just have this?" They're like, "Well, the Sky Spy. I mean, it was there that. Well, the Sky Spy was there from Teletran One. That's what just decided all the Transformers alt modes." Oh, that's right. Ooh, good pull, friend. In the first one. And, you know, you got to wonder if Sky Spy was working a little bit for the Autobots, even when he was doing that. And the fact that he's like, because you can you imagine like all the Autobots. You know, all the, the the Seekers transform. They're like, yeah, we're fucking jets, you know? But then you, like, reflector mm-hmm. and sound wave. They crash land on this new planet. They're like, wait, what? A camera? <laughs> this is what, this yeah, is what yeah, we got. Like, Sky Spy way. Dude, especially, like... Fucking, Sky Spy could have found tanks, could have found anything. Instead, he's like, eh, tape deck. That's what you get. <laughs> Dude, especially, yeah, especially reflector who can change his size and be three different people. So, like, he could be all kinds of cool shit. He needs a fucking camera. A camera. I mean, it's like, they just man, got, that's the they best got you do. They got saddled with it, just a shitty alt mode from Sky Spy that they mm-hmm. crash land and with it. When it does raise, yeah, exactly. you, see, you see them sort of build, the way they change so much and the way they're able to build new Decepticons and robots and all sorts of things, you do wonder why they never would try to go with a new alt mode. <laughs> like, clearly. Yeah, no, it's true. That's like. It's funny, in other, in other Transformers shows, they've kind of. Uh, they like, tallied with the idea of, like, they can just change their alt mode into whatever they want. I know that's the way it is in the movies. Well, I always thought movie, that was kind yeah. of stupid because, yeah, exactly. I, I, the show doesn't do that, and I kind of like that more. I don't know. The way I always thought about it was they could be a certain set of things, but they couldn't just be anything, right? Like, yeah. like Jetfire couldn't be a tape deck. Jetfire has to be something that's reasonably large. And I know that, like, flies in the face of the sound wave thing, but I feel like they they pretty quickly get away from the whole size-changing thing, even in this show. Like, this is... You've already seen all the characters that turn into small shit. After this, there's none of them. They don't do it anymore. You know what I mean? Even well, the Insecticons turn into because, like giant because, insects. Because after this, they were, um, you know, when they manufactured the toys, they realized that they were doing it for the show. So they didn't have them trans. They didn't create any more toys that just transformed into everyday household items. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like weird shit they'd have to explain later on to make no sense. Like, oh, never mind. Yeah, it's. <laughs> it is true, man. It's a, uh, it is fucking interesting. Yeah, they do get saddled with mostly bad modes. And the thing about the Decepticons is they're either something like completely innocuous, like a camera, or a fucking, you know, a toaster or some shit, or it's like, you know, a jet fighter or a tank. It's like super useful or not useful at all. <laughs> a dipstick tape deck. <laughs> and then not about just like later. dipstick tape deck. Yeah, best insult so far in the show. Anyway, so they blast out. Megatron sees the sky spy, blast it out of the sky which then melts all the steel, which Thundercracker fucking said it would. 
Um, the gun now looks like a limp dick, which they show way too much well, for the rest of the episode. Somebody the, whole thought design, it was the whole design of the gun is odd. Well, first of all, even the whole plan is odd because Megatron is a living, walking, talking gun. He's a giant. He's got a giant arm cannon. And his whole plan to beat the mm-hmm. Autobots is to go halfway around the world, steal this crystal, this extremely power crystal, just to make another gun. Just basically, that that basically can only shoot at one too. thing at a time. Is stationary. Yes. Yeah. He can walk. He can move. Yeah, I don't he know can what fly. And and it, from what we see, it doesn't seem like it's that much more uh, powerful than his own arm cannon, you know, and his own regular fusion yeah. cannon. It doesn't seem to be. But I love the design. Is that it's basically an egg with a dicklet at the end. It's a sort of. Yep. It's very a neg with a melted dick that they show constantly. Um, so the gun melts, and then Starscream, in a, in a masterful thing, blames Thundercracker. Even though Thundercracker was the guy being like, "This is," and then Thundercracker is like, "This is bullshit, dude. I fucking told you it wasn't gonna work." Megatron punches him in the face and then blames both of them. And then in my favorite scene of the whole show, he's like, "Hey, Skywarp, these two idiots are fucking everything up. Could you hang out and make sure?" They're not going to blow the whole thing up, which is great because uh, Skywarp is definitely the dumbest of the three. It's not even close, dude. It's 100%. Even in the context of a children's show, they're like, this guy is fucking dumb. So it's great. And then he's, of course, just a giant asshole about it, as he should be. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Thunder's cracking. Well, he ends up having to go. Skywarp leaves at one point, right? Because he has to go. Because it's Decepticons go to get more steel. And apparently in the middle of this, like, yeah. just this, this. In the middle of the Andes Mountains, this Incan village where the, with these ancient peoples that apparently have had very little to no contact with the outside world for however many years, that there's this crystal of power. There's this huge source of destructive power, basically a weapon of mass destruction just sitting on a shelf. In, yeah, in it's a just temple. hanging out there. Everyone in, everyone in the uh, community in the village knows about. But, you know, there are there are no other, uh, you know, bad actors, human uh, you know, terrorists or, or governments yeah. or anything that want to come and take this. There's no protection around it. There's no guarding it. So, uh, but even though these people have this massively advanced, like steel refinery or weapons plant, or I'm not sure what it is, power plant, but I love the design on these shows for everything that's supposed to be something that does something technological, like whether it is a weapons plant or a power plant, is that unlike the real world where, you know, uh, you'll see around the buildings, they'll have asphalt and concrete and the buildings will be made with, like wood and sheetrock. <laughs> everything is metal. Everything is gleaming metal. Even the ground yep. are metal panels. The ground around the, know, the walkways, everything is gleaming metal. All the walls, the ceiling, the floor. It's fantastic. They yeah. do that every every episode of this show. So in the middle just, of this Andean refineries village, in the middle, middle of this Andean <laughs> village, this Peruvian village, there is just this gleaming like metal city. Just create, yeah. create whatever. I have no idea. It's my bad. <laughs> It is, uh, oh yeah, it's fucking weird. <laughs> so the Decepticons, the Decepticons go to rob this place, and by this point, the rest of the Autobots are on their way. Because well, what happens is we forgot. So we there's a great battle. Yeah, this one jumps. In, by the way, this, this episode jumps around a lot for Transformers. Like this episode, there's like three separate groups of things happening, and they're just like yeah. constantly jumping back between us. So for like a show meant for you know semi-retarded eight-year-olds, this is pretty like it's a pretty complicated episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, they because what happens is um, they send uh, Braun. Well, first of all, we 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 completely skipped over the fact where they go and uh, who is it? Wheeljack and oh, Sideswipe yeah. go and get Skyfire out of the ice. 
Yeah, size pipe apparently whose job it is to like uh, break through barriers because this in this one he's drilling through the ice and last episode he turned his hands into pile drivers and punched out a wall. So you can see how much respect they have for Sideswipe. And they're like, hey, can you dig a trench, please? And he's like, God damn it. And it's odd that he has the pile drivers for hands, but he's using it regularly. Like, he's holding on to a jackhammer on this one. He's not utilizing it. He just was like, I'm not going to. I'm not going to, I have too much dignity to get on my hands and knees and start punching the ground in front of fucking wheel jack. We could probably just make a robot that would fucking handle this thing in seconds, but here I'm just going to punch the ground like an asshole. So they basically, so they leave Skyfire for dead apparently, and then it's not until they need him that they go back and save his ass. Just pieces of shit, dude. Just pieces of shit. And he, literally, as as... literally worse than the Decepticons, dude. The <laughs> Decepticons woke him up and then let him go afterwards. They thought I killed him maybe, but they're like, you know, we're not going to put him back in the eyes. This, Autobots don't give a shit about him. They leave him there until they need him. They get him out. He thanks them, and they're like, yeah, yeah, enough with the thanks. Go pick up fucking these guys. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, are you warm enough to transform? Yeah, good. Get back to HQ, you know, right away. Dude, you gotta take I mean, you gotta take Braun and Windcharger to to Peru. And it's like, wait a second, that, that that's what you, that's what you got me out for. You weren't getting me out because you because we're friends, because we're pals, because we're buddies. Just no, no, yeah. And he just does it, too. Like, we know he's like, yeah, sounds good. Makes sense. That's what I'm here for, just to be everyone's bitch. So he does. He flies down. We um, saw how easily he was manipulated by Starscream and how badly he wanted to just be friends and the Decepticons' friends and Spike yeah. and Sparkplug's friends in the episode very he was true. introduced in. So he's clearly he's, – he's a very codependent, very needy. Yeah, he's very lonely. Easily manipulated. Maybe he was conscious the whole time he was in the ice, because that would explain a lot. Maybe he's just fucking crazy and has super low self-esteem. He's, like, crazy lonely. He, he, he's like, does God. Say, he does say when they let him out that he was getting tired of the deep freeze. So he was he was oh, there yeah, bored. maybe he is. Oh, he Jesus is. Christ. He's just literally, like, going completely fucking nuts. <laughs> that would be a cool That would be a cool aspect to explore. Just, yeah, that would be a great, like, one-shot comic. Just the four million years of fucking Jetfire in the ice going fucking shithouse crazy. Just like, ah. Someone's got to get me the fuck out of here. Anyway. Skyfire has <laughs> lost his mind. So Skyfire takes Braun and uh, Windcharger down to uh, South America. And there's a cool scene, a great fight, a little fight scene with Braun and Windcharger taking on the Decepticons. And uh, for once, Megatron transforms into the gun because we have to show that he can transform into something, even though it makes mm-hmm. no sense for him to do it. Uh, but does not completely give himself over to Starscream. Uh, Soundwave takes control and there's a... Really cool shot of Soundwave firing the gun. And Soundwave seems to, to do a far better job of it than Starscream ever did. Yeah. And it's far more trustworthy to hand yourself to when you're yeah, you know, vulnerable, should. inanimate object. Uh, and there's a, yeah, there's a great scene where we're, so Windcharger's getting uh, chased by Laserbeak. And Megatron's on his way to kick Braun's ass. And they do a nice little thing where they time it out perfectly where, where Braun jumps on Wind, Windcharger's hood and they use the natural ramp that's just there and launch themselves into Skyfire as Skyfire flies over perfectly just as before Megatron takes over Braun. It's a nice little sequence for a, you know, yeah. a show that they don't really seem to, you know, it's only occasionally that they seem to give a shit about things like that. Yeah, or you make things move quickly. Uh, it is a very fast and furious moment for the Transformers. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and then he, this is where we start seeing uh, Jetfire really be a, a cab because he flies them back to uh, where the pyramid is. He drops them off, and then he immediately goes back and picks up Optimus and the rest of the gang, and then immediately brings them back <laughs> to South America, uh, where you see Optimus pat his nose like he's a dog, um, <laughs> which is weird yeah. because he drops them off, and he's like, well, I'm going to go 
uh, find this gun, and then you guys can drive there and meet me. And I was like, well, I, have to, I thought the whole point was you were taking them there. So he gets them, like, halfway there, and then everybody splits up for no reason. Well, they're in the <laughs> area because they're the, the – because they have to say those same villagers who are worried about the crystal of power. And here's the thing, by the way, if there if there is this giant steel plant where you can get all this metal from right outside the temple, why why did Starscream and Thundercracker ever go to that other, that other place anyway? Like they literally have this steel right next door, right there to build sure, whatever yeah. weapons they want for the, for this uh, crystal of power powered weapon. And no, they so well, this, let's let's lots of the logical leaps here. Huge, yeah, and frequent. That's true. So, uh, what happens is there's this, there's a uh, battle at the steel plant, and the Decepticons uh, get defeated. Or they oh, there's a great scene where Braun steals Megatron's own gun and fires it back at him, which is pretty badass. Oh yeah, Braun. that was pretty awesome. Yeah, the great Braun episode. It really is. But also pretty badass for Megatron because he takes a shot from his own gun in the chest and he's pretty much okay. Yeah, Even which he cannot him up pretty good. Uh... <laughs> in the movie, but you know, whatever. Cannot be said. The same cannot be said for Braun in the movie when that happens to him. Maybe, maybe yeah. that little bit of backstory. Maybe Megatron remembers. <laughs> that actually back. makes a lot of sense because Braun does. Although Jazz gets it the worst in the movie, and Jazz doesn't do anything. So <laughs> poor Jazz. Yeah. Uh. So what happens? So oh, Megatron as they go to retreat to go back and build the gun, they uh set this avalanche off. So that's when the Autobots are there and they have to protect the villagers by stopping the avalanche. And they do it as you know all avalanches are stopped by just shooting at it. <laughs> that's how. <laughs> that's how the Transformers do most things is they just shoot at it and it works. It's like oh we yeah. you know. And I love the fact that none of the Autobots even try to shield any of the villagers from any of this oncoming stuff. They just stand there and just fire and fire and fire. Until it's you know, the giant boulders are now tiny little pebbles, and the villagers, yeah, yeah. And it's during this battle, they solve everything. You know what I mean? They during this battle, is also where Spike meets the the hot chick. Who, oh yeah, whose name is never spoken in this episode, but is what the hell's her name? She actually has a name, Louisa. Oh. But they they never say it in in the entire uh, episode. Yeah, and true. They never do. But she's very much a uh, – the scene where they save her, it just reminds me of Jar Jar Binks. Because she's like, oh, you save him. You save him my life. She, the way she said it is just like – just reminds me of uh, when Qui-Gon and uh, – what's his face? Obi-Wan saved her. It's like, oh, you saved my again. Like, oh, yeah. When no, I think no of every time, yeah, like, every time she jumps into Bumblebee. Uh, it's brutal. It's so generic. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's got kind of a weird Italian accent. I don't know what they're going for. It's very weird. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's just whatever generic Chicano. I don't know what that like. They're just these writers out in LA. Mm-hmm. Like, I I know a girl. I heard a girl like that at uh when I was getting when I was out shopping for groceries. The girl behind the register said something like this. Sure. Uh, so they she but Louise is smart. She knows all about this crystal of power, and she's gonna take Bumblebee and Spike to go and check it out uh, in this giant. Completely advanced, apparently, Incan temple that the Incans built to be the large enough that like Skyfire and Thundercracker could just walk up and down the stairs. And yeah, Decepticons. So much so that it'd be very inconvenient for a human to be in there without assistance. Yes. Like it's very. Yes. Yeah, this is built so transformer size. Transformer size. Yep. And it's... So there's like things are happening very rapidly right now because this is when like. 
Skywarp has already comes back. They don't really even show him coming back. They just at some point show them dragging Skywarp's, I guess, over and covered near corpse around because he had this teal in it. Um, and then they show the little interlude with Skyfire where him and he gets there first. This is weird because everyone goes to the temple, but they all go at different times. So Skywarp's there, or Skyfire is the first one to get there. Yeah, he's Skyfire about to blow up the thing. First. and then Yep, Thundercracker stops him and he's like, hey, I would stop you, but my uh, friends are just dicks. I'm just going to let you blow this thing up because fuck them. And he's like, well, sounds good to me. Is, and then they go up. This, this is the first time we start to see dissension in the Decepticon ranks. We start yep. to see the plotting against each other, every man out for himself. Because Thundercracker is not necessarily trying to uh, sabotage the Decepticon cause. He's trying to specifically make Starscream look bad so that he'll yeah, get he fucked to fuck up. Starscream. Yeah. And he's just like, you know, the, as the viewer, you kind of uh, empathize with Thundercracker because he, <laughs> he did try to do the right thing. He did try, exactly. try to do the right mission. And he gets blamed. Exactly. So, like, you're like, yeah, exactly. I'd be pissed. Starscream. Thundercracker uses the word geeky a lot. You geek gets thrown around a lot. Oh, yeah. that, him, that's his huge. That's his. Uh, him, him dropping the hammer is just the word geek. That's his, his insult of choice. Yeah, that's his go to. That's his motherfucker. He's like, I'm going <laughs> to really let him have it. So, uh, and then Star, uh, Starscream, this is great, because Thundercracker and Jetfire are both incredibly stupid, because uh, Skyfire, Starscream comes up between uh, behind both of them, and he's like, well, this ain't this a bitch. I mean, you guys just kind of walked up. So he shoots, uh, he, I think he just shoots uh, Jetfire right in the chest. He just shoots him, that's uh, it, yeah. Yeah, and then he's down, and then instead of, like, shooting Thundercracker, he's like, well, now I have blackmail on you, which, like, I don't know why yeah. the Decepticons still think blackmailing each other is a good strategy because it hasn't worked yet <laughs> none of them <laughs> have been able to do it like everyone knows who's a dick because you guys are all dicks um and there's also a part where they're flying around and thundercrackers in jet mode and starscream isn't which again like what's the point dude why bother having an alt mode <laughs> if you still fly around like superman yeah at this point we, the decepticons they do that a lot it, like, like i said a, an episode or two ago yeah. that they at this point there's no need to even have them tr- for them to even be transformers yeah <laughs> The world is, is aware really of weird. these giant robots. They just kind of fly around. They do their thing. Yeah, you know? that's true. But Louisa and like weird, yeah, flashes of guns. <laughs> <laughs> Louisa and Bumblebee and Spike, uh, they go through this tunnel big enough for a Volkswagen Beetle to drive through. And then there's uh, apparently a self-powered automatic stone door that moves out of the way yep. when it senses Bumblebee's there. And they drive through this into this giant antechamber with a slab uh, big enough to, you know, put somebody the size of Skyfire on and lay them out on. And yep. Spike Spike needs to get to work fixing Skyfire and get him back. Yeah, and at the same time, as Megatron is going to reprogram Skyfire is what he says. He's like, we'll make him yeah. blow us again. And yeah, then yeah, uh, yeah. Spike and Bumblebee jump out of the thing, and they're gonna they're gonna go save uh, Jetfire, but of course immediately get noticed because. Uh, a tiny human door is pretty noticeable. So um, then they send Ravage to kill Spike, which is like their go-to uh, Spike killer. And he's, you know, 0 for 7 at this point. It hasn't worked once. I don't know why they don't yeah. just have someone step on him like a bug. It would exactly. take two seconds. But, yeah, let's have someone his size fight him. So he wrestles with a robotic jaguar. Figure that shit out. But he does. He wrestles with a robotic jaguar for a while. Um, and then, while oh, sorry, Bumblebee does while Spike is fixing Jetfire. Spike fixes Jetfire just enough time for him to grab uh, Ravage and, again, mess up the scaling of this whole episode quite a bit because now he's humongous. <laughs> and uh, yeah. that gets him out of there. So then they uh, they all escape at that time. Uh, while this is happening, the rest of the Autobots finally fucking show up and Megatron is comfortably on the top and just shooting at everybody from his weird stationary gun. Um, to your point, it doesn't really seem to do much when it misses and he can't hit anyone, probably because he's not shooting him with his own arm cannon. So... The gun is essentially yeah, I, completely useless. Like this I whole, don't, like, as I don't get the whole point of it. Yeah. 
makes no sense. No, uh, seven of them. The only thing you could think that Megatron was going for is is what happened is that he's hoping a bunch of them show up so he can just shoot them all from his advantageous position. But somehow, even while running up a mountain, they none of them get shot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and there's some good fighting here. There's some good uh, Megatron throwing Ironhide down the mountain and stuff and uh, some cool stuff. We, but yeah, the gun we, is we, just we, not impressive. Is this the one? Do we get Optimus uh, body slamming Megatron off the pyramid in this? I think we do. It's great. Yeah, that's how it ends. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so at, at this point, it's basically you know the, the yeah the Autobots are going up against the Septagons, and basically what happens is Skyfire just shows up, and it's like game over. That's it. They fix Skyfire. Oh, and he I shows think he's up. the. I think he's the one who throws Megatron off the top. No, no, Optimus does body slam him was, at one point. Okay, but it's yeah. like once Skyfire shows up that they're like tables have turned, we can't win, let's let's retreat. And it's yeah. like the third or fourth cowardly retreat command from Megatron yeah. in a row now <laughs> these episodes. And they can't like they can't decide whether Skyfire is the baddest motherfucker ever or if he's just like one chest shot away from being dead. <laughs> like they just know <laughs> He seems to be able to throw it on pretty well, but like he has no armor whatsoever. Just any tiny little shot to the chest, he's out. hundred percent he's out. Starscream's just that good. Who knows? Um, Going back to my previous point about certain, like, Autobots, this is what, you know, annoys me rewatching these is you got, you know, so many cool Autobots and and there's there's not enough of them to really uh, be able to spotlight each one uh, significantly enough. So you get this one Mm -hmm. episode where it's like, oh, here's a little brawn, a wind charger. You know, you get your your episodes where it's like, here's a little hound or here's a little prowl. Here's a little blue streakers, you know, the, the, the Lambo twins or whoever. Yeah. Yeah. Every episode, it's just like, oh well, here's Bumblebee and Spike doing the, you know, like as I call them, yeah. the Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen got to go and get themselves into trouble. So that some other own about to see. And it's always, and it's like, Jesus, do we? Come on, man. <laughs> I remember that drive me crazy. This is the thing, like I, I remember that drive me crazy as a fucking kid. And like I think yeah. that's the reason I loved the Decepticons a lot more than the Autobots as a kid. Like, because the toys were so much better, dude. Like, who the fuck yeah. wants a tiny little bumblebee versus <laughs> like an awesome F-15? I'm like, no, I'll take that, dude. So it is like, eh, it's just a strange thing. They didn't really make them very intimidating or cool at all, <laughs> and they don't like utilize the cool ones they have. You know, like Jetfire's yeah. their their coolest Autobot, arguably, right? He's gigantic. He does a bunch of cool shit, and they barely put him in the show, you know? And Bumblebee is maybe the most boring one. His, his toy even sucked. And then he's everywhere, man. It's just like, it's so and the strange. Fact is, and it's so odd, and, it, and it, it, it's something that I've, over the last 20 years, as they've built the whole franchise around him, essentially, mm-hmm. uh, from the movies to the news shows. Uh, I was like, why? Really? Like Bumble, Why Bumblebee? It would be like, you know, if DC just decided, hey, you know what? We're just going to make Robin movies now. We're just not. Dude, it's just. It's the guy who told Michael Bay what the old show was. It's that guy's fault. You know what I mean? He was like, that 100% it's him. He's like, there's Bumblebee and this fucking kid comes around. They drive around and meet people. He's like, sweet, let's just do that. That's the movie. It's like, yeah, but there's you a bunch know, more. I, like, shut the fuck I up. Blame it all, I, I blame enough. it all on Spielberg. I actually do. And Spiel, Steven Spielberg, legend, one of the greatest, if not the oh, greatest, yeah. movie director of all time. Made most of the, my favorite things in the world. Uh, but he was, a, he, was his DreamWorks. He was the executive producer on that. And two. Oh, yeah. Two, Two quotes from that when that was movie was coming out really strike me is a uh, at the same time he Spielberg was um, executive producing a Transformers movie he was also making Shia LaBeouf uh, indie junior in the Kingdom of the Crystal oh, Skull right. and he was talking about how Shia LaBeouf was going to be the next Tom Hanks because he has that every man right. quality so strike one point away from him there uh, but also he said the, how he sold Michael Bay on doing a Transformers <laughs> movie was he says, well, it's not really a movie about this. He says it's, it's a he said he sold it to him as a it's a movie about a kid getting his first car. 
And it's like, if you had asked any Transformers movie what Transformers were about, like, well, there's this race Autobots and Decepticons and this whole mythology and this thing from Cybertron on. And it's like, no, it's not about it. Nobody cares. We don't care don't about know. the kids. You have something so fucking cool. You know, it's almost like the little kid, like the you, know, you spend all your money as you know, if you're. You're a parent. You spend all this money on this awesome gift for your kid at Christmas, and then they just want to play with the box. And Dude. it's like that's that's. And what by the way, is. as a reasonably new parent, I'm telling you now, like they don't give a fuck about the humans in the show. They never do. There's a reason kids' cartoons are always a bunch of fucking polar bears and antelopes and shit because they don't want to see a fucking. <laughs> they don't want to see a regular person. So like you can't show an eight year old a cartoon with like a transforming car man who is amazing and has guns out of his shoulders next to a fucking dude in a wheelchair with glasses. Like no kid's <laughs> going to be like, Oh, I get it. I'm the kid with the wheelchair. No, you're not. You're the fucking robot. Everyone wants to be the robot. Nobody wants to be the kid. You know what I'm saying? So it's so, yeah. it's so stupid. And like out of all the fucking transformers franchises, they've almost never gotten that even almost the shows. And then everyone loves that bumblebee movie that came out a couple of years ago. And most people love it because the first two minutes, <laughs> which yeah. is just the Cybertron shit. And everybody's like, that's the best part of the movie. And then the fucking people come in and like, they never get it. No one and, gives then you, a shit and, about- then you, and then you got to watch, you know, will Haley Steinfeld ever learn to dive again? That's <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly like no one watched transformers Two, being like, Oh boy, I hope he moves out of his parents' house. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> What his fucking parents ask. I don't give a shit about his weird, disproportionately hot girlfriend either. None of this matters to me. Like, so much time. I remember going to those fucking movies in the theaters because I thought dumb I was. And then, like, literally trying to keep track of, like, how long they'd show robots. Because, you know, and you, I remember watching those and you know when a big action sequence ended, you're like, we're getting 20 minutes of fucking people now, man. 20 yeah. to 30 minutes of conversations and, sh- like, fart jokes. I gotta fucking sit like, this listen, we we all love and appreciate the military and support the troops, but that's a bit you know Michael Bay relax. I I don't give a shit about Josh Hartnett and I don't get these soldiers and how awesome. Oh, aren't these, we're all super badass, amazing soldiers. Yeah, but you know it's even more badass and amazing. Giant transforming robots. That's I what I want to see. And they get it like he gets in that opening scene. Like it's it's done pretty well when um what the fuck is that guy's name? But the helicopter guy shows up. And then fucks everything up. And that's great because it is like military kiss ass. But then it's like, oh, their own shit is destroying them. But then yeah. they totally get away from that. Just, you know, it's just, I don't know. I mean, obviously, like, listen, we're a bunch of fucking, we're a couple 40-year-old men talking about how the Michael Bay Transformers movie sucks. It's not, nothing originals, <laughs> nothing originals happening right now. Um, we were all mad they weren't like 1985 Camaros and shit back in the day, too. And that was, that was we're... unreasonable on our part. That was us being stupid, you know? So, like, I don't, like, yeah. it's, uh, it's a weird thing. But, um, but yeah, it but is, they, I, I, I the people part is fucking the worst, and it's the, even with the second season where there's like the second and third season was some really cool shit, and then like man, like the Nightbird episode to me is like pretty great. I love that episode; it's so interesting. Oh yeah. But man, the people, even though they're a quintessential part of that episode, it just fucks the whole thing up. It's just like god damn it. Like, yes, they invented this thing. Like, get them out of the episode. It's just so annoying. And that's even, like, one of the weaknesses of Prime, too. It's like, I just, you never really, the the, the characters, the the kid characters are all right. And some, they weren't as bad, but it was still, there was still episodes where you're just like, I don't, I don't care. I want to, like, there are other robots. It's the best they've ever done. That, that shows the best they've ever done with the human characters. And you're right. It still fucking sucks. Yeah. And this annoying. one we get, in this one, you know, when we could be getting more brawn or wind charger, we could, you know, they could give Jazz a line or two. Uh, I don't know if they just didn't want to pay Scatman Crothers to come in <laughs> and record. You know, Jazz is there, doesn't say a word. Um, you know, we could be getting yeah, more no. sideswipe. We could be getting more wheeljack. We could be getting more of whoever. And instead, it's a, uh, you know, the Spike and Bumblebee and Louisa adventure. And just... yeah, and especially, and I know we gotta wrap this up, but especially because like. 
you know, on the second season, there's, there's just so many more characters because all the new toys came out. So, like, they don't have time to, like, they really don't have time to get into anyone. They can't really do as many episodes about these guys. They do now. They could be doing that. You know what I mean? They don't have yeah. to, like, they have all this time. They don't have that many characters yet in the show for the whole season. There's only, like, 20 characters. Because by the time you get to season two, I think at the end of season two, there's, there's like 40 or 60 characters. It's crazy because there's so many, there's like all the combiners and shit. There's a ton of people in there. So like they have this opportunity now where they could get into these characters and they don't. They just use the same ones over and over again. It's super frustrating. And nobody gives a shit about Chip and Spike. They're never going to give a shit about Chip and Spike, dude. Just transform with them inside them and smash them because they're not like, <laughs> <it's> so annoying. <laughs> that would be a terrible On idea. that note. <laughs> <laughs> so, when, so this ends with um... – Wheeljack uh, inventing a, a a cap to put on top of the cap for the fucking vent, and then they, uh, for some reason all the transformers have to light up the entire pyramid just so that Wheeljack can shake hands with Skyfire. I well, presume they, yeah, they... Isn't leaving him in the ice forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, what ha- what the hell happens to him? He shows up in a few more episodes, so then you never he, you never see or hear from him again. He's not in the movie. No, well that was like we know why, but um you know. Yeah, um, so there was the toy problem because they realized how bad they fucked up immediately. <laughs> like, whoops! <laughs> like, completely yeah. tanked the RoboCheck franchise, which is still funny to me. <laughs> it's like literally fucking ruined that whole thing for the next thirty years. But oh well, it's a bad deal. That's what happens. But they need they need Will Will Jag to invent the uh, cap to put on top of the thing, you know, to to block off the energy from this. And they keep talking about it, like, oh, we hope it works. Well, we're gonna Will Jag's inventions, and it's like. I don't remember Will, Will Jack being like very. He's he's not like the nutty professor. His his inventions to this point have have pretty much worked. So they're Dude, talking last about episode, like, he shot Megatron with his gun and it fucking took Megatron out. Megatron yeah. got shot with his own gun and he was fine. But he got shot with Will Jack and he was done for the fucking show. He's like, <laughs> all right, like he should be leader. Like he should, yes. be, he should be Wheel Jack and the Autobots with his big and then, stupid Optimus. And the Autobots decide to have this nice little plan. Of yeah, we're all gonna line up in car mode and shine our headlights up the thing, but not to illuminate the actual engineering work that's going on where they're trying to cap this yeah. huge power surge into this guy. No, we just want the handshake to look cool. They want a nice Instagram moment. They really want a nice picture, you know. That is, it's exactly that's you know like geez, it should have been yeah. It, oh man, that was that's the Autobots Instagram moment. Like doesn't they take the picture? Like yeah, Louisa should have been like some white girl on vacation in her you know jog bra and yoga pants <laughs> yeah, like doing a doing a peace symbol all over the thing here i am <laughs> in peru um but we do get one last great moment with with luis uh, uh basically implying that uh anytime bumblebee wants bumblebee wants he can come and uh fuck her car <laughs> yeah you can fuck her convertible which is very sad. <laughs> convertible named juanita of because of yeah course. which Dude, oh. by the way, let's look at these people's the state of their village. It's, it's not going to be a nice convertible. Let's be honest. You know what I mean? It's going to be – it's probably less of a convertible and more a, a car that doesn't have a roof, you know? It's a, it's a convertible that's literally just – it's being driven by horses. It's yeah, it's, it's, just a, it's just a wagon. He's like, oh, I can't <laughs> – that's the end of the episode. It's just a wagon. He's like, but oh, I don't know. Louisa seems to have her shit together. That's – and they have this in gi- giant power plant, and yet they're still living in, like, hovels. I, you know, yeah. listen – Clearly, unlike Megatron, who clearly, before this episode started, did a lot of Googling on Ink and Legends, uh, the writers of this episode did not. No, they did. They, they did all they needed to do. They got a cool pyramid that was uh, – ah, you know what? Like, we got to wrap this episode up. It's been going way too long, especially for the second fucking time we talked about this. But <laughs> I do have to say <laughs> – I do have to say that that uh, pyramid is at the top of a mountain that you can't a human couldn't get to. If you look at the shots they keep showing of it, it's like 
this huge peak with a flattened top, and then there's like a pyramid on top of that. So it might be meant for Transformers. It kind of looks like it is, you know? Maybe the Transformers built it. That's yeah. That's yeah, nice maybe little... it's like just like Transformers Five, the Immortal <laughs> Last Night, starring Sir Anthony Hopkins. That's when we all knew it was over. Yeah. <laughs> like this. Oh man. This is a piece of shit. All right, we gotta wrap this up, dude. This is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> we could probably, I, you know, I, we could probably get Anthony Hopkins on the show. He seems like for you know, for enough money, he'll he'll do anything these days. He's basically That's become true. like Michael Caine. <laughs> he's just, I know. You could get them in anything. I'd love to get him on. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, well, kids, thank you so much. Next week we got the return of the Dinobots. More hot okay. dinosaur action. Very exciting. Um, in the meantime, do follow us on Instagram, OPT Podcast. Look us up on uh, Facebook. Like us on there, and of course, uh, you can listen to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and uh, tell your friends, please, and check out the art and the stuff over on my Public and my, my other sites and stuff. And until next time, you know, for the next exciting episode of Optimus Prime Time, more than meets your ears. We'll be here. Later, everybody. Later.